On this episode of the Everybody Eats podcast, I get to chop it up with the founder of Stereotype, Dave Noodles. We chop it up about his community work, how he's representing Staten Island forever, and why he created Don't Stop Dreaming. Listen up and please subscribe to the Everybody Eats podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And never forget, everybody eats B. I ain't eating. You ain't eating. What you mean you ain't You ain't making this paper, man? Everybody eats B. Hey, what's up, Sarita? Dave, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing well. How are you? Dope, dope. So talk to me about being from Staten Island and how that shaped you to stay hungry. Definitely. So uh, being in Staten Island, it's uh, definitely one of the small, it definitely is the smallest borough. Mm-hmm. So I always say there's like two degrees of separation here. Like if you want to know someone, there's probably only one other person that knows that person. Mm-hmm. So I think just knowing it, it being such a tight knit, you kind of see the moves that other people are making. You see people out there mm-hmm. making it happen and I think it just creates a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, seeing other people win and seeing other people make it happen, it never really got, it never really made me like angry. It kind of made me go, okay, I got to go harder now. Yeah. And then um, eventually you would kind of meet those people anyway. Mm. And there's a lot of people that we meet after a year or two of knowing each other mm. <laughs> or like, knowing about each other um so yeah it's a small borough but being from the borough um especially in the hip-hop game we all know the woo is from there yeah so that's inspiring just knowing that um people from the borough made it and uh some people we don't really talk about that made it from there christina aguilera wow uh, i didn't know that bb yeah yeah bb rexa even though she reps Brooklyn. Mm. Um, she's from Staten Island. My friend used to work with her back in Tottenville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, just kind of it being a small space and knowing people out there making it, making it happen, that just kept me hungry. For sure, for sure. And, you know, like you mentioned, the Wu is from Staten Island, and you can't even talk about Staten Island without talking about hip-hop. Talk to me about kind of like your entry into mm-hmm. hip hop and how like the Wu kind of like gave you permission to play in that lane. Definitely. Yes, Staten Island, you know, it, as I said, it's a small state, a small uh, borough. But uh, just, you know, like everywhere you go, if you're in the hip hop culture, if you're in into like the streetwear culture of the mm-hmm. borough. Yeah. The Wu is just like that Batman logo, like shining above the sky. <laughs> Wherever you go, you see it. Yeah. And um, you would like walk into a pizzeria, you'd see ghosts, you'd go to Best Buy, you'd see meth. Yeah, so I, I, you know, the fact that they just keep it so real to the core, I feel like hip hop, what I love about it, it goes so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these different worlds of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes new school and old school clashes, but. What I like about the Woo, they've always kept true to the, true to that sound. Mm. No matter how experimental RZA got with some beats and stuff. For sure. Um, 
And I think just, you know, I know people that have recorded with Wu-Tang. Wow. I know uh, people that work with Redman. Mm -hmm. uh, I even collaborated with him on a hat. Wow, dope. So that's just how small of a little town, a little, like, city this is. And and what's cool about the Wu, there's so many Wu affiliates. It's, like, crazy. Literally. So, <laughs> I, I meet in there, like, cousins, the sons. So I can imagine. Yeah, and, and they've they've all been chill whenever I met them. Mm -hmm. um, it was never on some fanboy stuff. It was just out of respect. Like, yeah. yo, keep up what you're doing. And, and you know, Wu-Tang is just global. Literally, so, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't name drop when I'm out there like, hey, I know the guy in the Wu. But yeah. it definitely adds credibility if anyone ever wanted to. But, you know, I just let the work speak for itself. You know, I believe that there's something in a name. Talk to me about how you got the name Noodles. Yeah, yeah. So it formulated from my last name. It's pronounced Noodleman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember growing up, my mom would always tell me, she'd say, you know, Dave, if uh, people, you know, people making fun of you because of your last name, you know, you could just say Noodleman. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for a while it was like, it was like a confusion. They're like, well, Noodleman or Noodleman, what is it? And I think when I just kind of accepted the fact of it, I think eventually, I think it was in like bands in like sixth grade. Someone was like, oh, Noodleman, Noodles. And then it was just kind of like, kind of that? ran with it. It was like, it was like my AOL screen name. <laughs> Shout out to AOL screen name. <laughs> The little did I know I was like into branding at that age, yep. like kind of using the nickname and using it as a screen name. And then it, it kind of just penetrated through. And then most people started just referring to me as that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Noodles so, all day. All day. Yeah. And I'm, I love noodles too, it, but it really had nothing to do with like my taste of food. Mm -hmm. But I, on a side note, I do love noodles. I love <laughs> pasta. and <laughs> Bake CD is one of my favorites. Shout out to that. And, you know, speaking about, like, obviously, like, noodles, but baked ZD and all that, like, what's your favorite spot to eat at in Staten Island, and what do they serve? Okay, so it kind of varies on the time mm -hmm. of the day, but almost any time of the day, I would say Brother's Pizza. Mm. It's, uh, it's basically like a... It's a historic spot in Staten Island where these two brothers, they started a pizzeria spot. And um, it's been open probably 30, 40 years. Wow. And basically it's all family. But what I love about it, everything's like every pie that every slice you go mm. to have. Yeah. It's no, it's no more than five minutes old. You just, it just, it's so hot. Like many of times I burn my mouth because mm. it's so fresh. And wow. you just can't wait. Um, as far as pizza, that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. As far as uh, Chinese, I have a sp I go to a lot of spots that my dad kind of would bring me to growing up. Mm. He loves this uh, Chinese spot, New Star. Mm -hmm. And that's also not too far from Brothers. Um, yeah, those... Those are the you know, they have, a, they have so many, yeah, Staten Island, as far as, like, Italian food, mm -hmm. 
All of them. You're, you're good to go. You're good <laughs> to go almost anywhere. Um, there's a good spot, Pasta Sierra Bruno. Mm. A lot of stuff on Forest Avenue. Copy, copy. Uh, shout out to Forest Avenue. And shout out to your dad for taking you to the spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was always, my mom was always home working growing up. Mm. And, like, she was always cleaning up the house and all that. And mm. my dad, when he would get home, he'd be so hungry because he'd be up from, like, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., working, like, 2, 3, like, doing this, doing that. Yeah. As soon as he came home, he just wanted to go to work. He just wanted to eat. And it was, um, my mom would cook. But a lot of the time, he'd be like, uh, let's give your mom the night out. Yeah. And let's just grab something at the diner or something. And um, we went out to eat a lot. But it, it was cool because it, it connected us. Mm. And it kind of gave us a reason to hang out. So I, I even find myself doing that now growing up. For sure, for sure. And it seems like you got a lot of hustle from your dad. Like, talk to me around, talk to me about, like, why create Stereotype? Yeah, yeah. So Stereotype was basically, like, a kind of crazy because I drew the stereo, like, a stereo back when I think I was, like, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Probably around the same age <laughs> that I was given the nickname Noodles. Wow. And I've always loved hip-hop. That's always been a huge part of my life since I was, like, nine years old. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I kind of just kept that love of hip-hop going for a really long time. And I remember I was doing hip-hop for a long time, too, from when I was, like, 13 to about, like, the other half of my life. Mm -hmm. And, um... I and remember like we were going to do it. Doing what you mean? Like, you you are like an MC? Were you b-boying? Like, were you tagging up? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> yes, yes. So I was rapping and producing. Copy, copy. Yeah, so it got to a point where we had a couple of shows. Like, I would rent out spaces and just get DJ equipment and set everything up and mm-hmm. be like, all right, this is the day we're going to do this show. And um, it got to a point when we got to our first show we needed, we wanted to wear something fresh and also something that was represented us. For sure. So instead of going to the mall and just getting whatever, because everyone at the event would probably be wearing that stuff, mm-hmm. I, I learned how to do screen printing in mm-hmm. Brooklyn at some spot, Ad Hoc Art. It's like some gallery spot. Really cool. Um, I learned how to do screen printing. I was able to, I was given the opportunity to basically take one of my designs and put it on a shirt. I took that, I took an idea that I had, a stereotype, I put it on a shirt, I gave about 25 people a shirt, because um, I couldn't pay anyone, I used all my money to rent the spot yep. and to uh, DJ equipment. Yeah, that's real. So it was kind of cool, because it wasn't on some, oh, I'm going to brand this, it's going to be a business, everyone's going to love it, and then we're going to sell these things. Uh, I just gave everyone a shirt, because few people thought the design was cool and I was like we're gonna just name our our collective stereotype mm. so the whole crew everyone working the event had a shirt and um so basically at that moment I was like when I say stereo you say type and the event and the brand was born at that moment wow. and then yeah it was kind of crazy and then everyone was just asking for merch at that time like mm. hey could I get that? Could I get that? And then I was, then I kind of saw the demand for it. Yeah. And I just didn't let that, I didn't let that opportunity slip because mm-hmm. uh, I saw that people were really feeling it. And it was more than they were ever feeling my music. Wow. People were like, 
bugging me, like, hey, can I get this? What, when does this come out? Where, where can we get it? And it was never like this business plan thing, like we're like some scheming stuff, like, yo, we're going to crush it, yeah, sell yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> it just kind of came naturally. Uh-huh. And it was just being in tune with pop culture, doing stuff, like if something negative happened in the news, maybe we would do a shirt that would like promote love, mm-hmm. promote bullying, anti-bullying and yeah. stuff like that. And, um, just kept riding the, you know, just kept riding it. And it was a, a hobby, basically half, half the, half its lifespan, which is almost going on 10 years. It was mm-hmm. about a hobby for like five years, just making a shirt every other month. Yeah. Just cause. Sure. And, um, but the, but the brand is just inspired by hip hop and then having the dream to create something and to, to do what you love. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that whole motto has been, part of the brand and now we that's our motto too don't stop dreaming for sure and, uh, we even support other people's dreams and it's been really awesome talk to me about how don't stop dreaming has been in alignment with you again supporting other people yeah yeah so when i started following my dreams which was putting out the music and then making the clothing brand it became apparent to me that life was like much more important to me. Mm. I started living a whole lot different yeah. and I started appreciating life a whole lot more. And I saw that if that's how I felt when I was following my dream, I thought it would be even cooler to promote the idea to others to do it because when they find that thing, you're, you're good to go. Yeah, you know, you, you just, you wake up every day and you're, you feel different. Mm-hmm. So it was important to me to to really push that idea because it was it really hit me yeah. and it really struck me and then um so yeah it was just getting that word out and um I think so far so good and the community it just kind of naturally happened mm-hmm. because I was out there doing good and then people that were out there doing good saw what I was doing and vice versa. And then we would just naturally link up, find, find each other. Like, yeah. Oh wow. He's doing this. Oh, what? That's why we do our thing. And then all of a sudden what people would come to the event and word of mouth, like, Oh wow. I had a lot of fun here. Maybe I, you should come to this. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of kept going. And, um, I just found a groove doing that. And the, the whole idea to do what you love, but then to support a cause. Yeah. Yeah. It just is so much more powerful. For sure. For and, sure. Um, and the fact that we saw results, we saw people in the studio being recorded from raising money, or we saw giving new drum sets to this place, and people enjoying themselves and getting a chance to do what they love. Like, it just became an addi- a good addiction. Yeah. Like, let's keep helping people. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And y'all making a crazy impact by doing it. Like, literally, y'all are living out the motto, like, everybody eats. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's not on, it's not on some I, I, I. It's on some us, us, us. Yeah, always. And, it's, and it goes so much. Once I, I, and I really learned that with the brand because... When I start, when I wanted to do these things, I couldn't do everything alone. And then I really yep. realized sharing your idea and sharing your dreams, it didn't limit me. It didn't prevent me from doing it. It actually helped me. Mm. Mm. 
and why not spread that with others? And it just, and it's good when you see an impact and you're like, this is working. You're like, all right, let's, let's keep making this happen. Just, Indeed. So specifically tell me how, um, because you started supporting other people with their dream that supported you with building a team. Of course. Yeah. Because I think when I put myself in that role, mm-hmm. it automatically made me okay. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was no longer in need. I became more of someone serving yeah. for a greater good. Yeah. And through that, when you when you change your mission to help others, it actually your your whole mind state changes, mm-hmm. and you just start figuring things out in a new way. Um, growing up, I was on some oh I deserve this, I deserve this, like kind of feeling entitled mm-hmm. to getting signed to a label or getting everyone to buy my merch. Yeah. But when I became more open to to sharing and giving, you just naturally, as I said, you meet people that have a similar mission or people come out and they volunteer and you're like, oh, wow, I don't want this person just volunteer. I want this person to have a job mm. yeah, <laughs> because they just really, really helped me. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it was, not, it was just cool because I think when you put yourself in a position and you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. it brings you around people that are that you should be around. Yeah. That's a fact. That's and, how we linked up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was all none of the vibes. And, yeah, and since I met you, I've met so many dope people just from you. Sure. Thank you. Talk to me also about um, Type 88. Yeah, yeah, of course. So... There was a an online. There's a a new online radio station called Maker Park Radio, mm-hmm. and they built. It was built out of uh, Staten Island's Maker Space. Wow. Where people like build things, and uh, they put the word out. Like, hey, you know, we're looking for some dope shows. And I saw. I saw it. I was like, oh wow! Like, kind of gives me. A, I always wanted to have like a show <laughs> too. And, um, but then, you know, you got to buy the equipment, you got to buy the booth, you got to set it up. Like people don't take you serious if it's in this rinky dink setup. And then I was like, what? I could use this setup and I could do what I wanted to do. And so it kind of helped me level up kind of (laughs) quick. It was kind of like having the mushroom and Mario. Yeah. (laughs) It got got me, (laughs) it got me going. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I just have to focus on spreading people's music, all underground music, mm-hmm. and then having a dope guest and then talking to them about their dream and what they're doing to make it happen and how they could provide ideas and resources to others for them to make it happen. Mm. And um, the show's been happening every other Wednesday for the last, like, four months. Don't, 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 don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So when you hear the term... Like, everybody eats. What comes to mind? I just see a team. I see people communicating with each other and letting them know that they're available to support each other and then not just saying it, but then the actions back it up. Mm -hmm. 
I see consistency. I see people not just doing the one thing, but really keeping it going and like really building a wave and a movement. I see people setting new goals mm. after they after they hit their previous goals yeah. because they see the next person that they're next to winning. So that it just puts them in that mind state. I just see everyone, you know, having their yearly party, mm. you know, after working so hard for the last <laughs> year and then <laughs> but then waking up early after that night to go right back to it. Mm. You know, and then I feel like I feel like everyone eating that way. Copy, copy, copy. And what are three major keys that you will want to leave our listeners with? Good question, good question. I would definitely say when you feel like things are about to break, that's usually the moment before you have a major breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So to not let that moment where you feel like you're about to break be the reason why you stop something, but that's the mountain that you have to climb to get to the breakthrough. Mm. I would definitely say that's a key. I would also say accept the fact that you can't do you can't do this alone, even but still you know be all about taking care of yourself and and showing up no matter who else shows up, but really, really be ready if you see someone that could be part of the team or someone that you could help support, spread the love Mm. for the last one. I know we hear this often, but I feel like the people that you surround yourself with really plays a major role in what's going on. I feel like sometimes there's a disconnect when it's like, oh, I want to meet this person. I'm going to get this out of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to go to this networking event and get and this. Get this. Yep. It should be more, I'm going to go here and give that. Mm. Like, what could you give mm. to make someone else's situation better? And I think if you're, I'm not saying you give some, you're giving so much you forget about giving to yourself, but you I'm, I'm saying you're you're good already, and now you're just giving because you have so much to give. Mm. Um, but you can't walk in a room and expect everyone to just give you a plate. Yep. I feel like you should go in a room, be willing to serve the plates, because then a lot, and then I feel like everyone could eat a lot more that way. Come on, noodles, talk that shit, man. <laughs> talk that shit. So where can um where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, of course. So just use at Dave Noodles with a Z. And if you want to check out any of the companies, Stereotype Co. You could just search that on the website, Google, or any social medias, Stereotype Co. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to check out my marketing company, Aware Media, A-W-H-E-R-E media.com and uh yeah i look forward to connecting with anyone make sure to mention stay hungry (laughs) and i and i got uh free gifts for everyone look at this guy this guy always winning come on man (laughs) 
Yo, Dave, you are the man. Like, uh, I really appreciate this. My name is Dave Noodles. And before I make history, I listen to the Everybody Eats podcast.